This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Vendee's joining us here, Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal? The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. What up? Happy Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center, where Montana State Law says it is your vehicle, it is your choice. Where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, we welcome you to West China. That's the last thing we'll say politically today. Just hope for the best for our country. Wish the best for everybody. Coming up today, we'll talk to Katie Garson-Forba, the Capital Girls coach. They're uh, not playing this week because of COVID issues with Helena High So, uh, and the girls. Uh, so uh, they won't play until next week, Capital Girls. And we'll get her thoughts on the first two weeks of the season. Also going to talk to Jordy Hansen from uh, 406mtsports.com and uh, get his thoughts on Cats and Grizz not playing football. Remember, they announced that uh, last fall, or <laughs> last fall, uh, last week, anyway. So uh, there you go. You can watch live on Facebook, Twitter, Podbean. You can listen live on Treasure State Radio, Network One Sports, and uh, Podbean. What did I say? YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, you can watch. Listen, uh, Podbean there. Okay. It's going to be a great day. It really is. Um, and tomorrow, going to be fun too. Friday, Kent Paulson, commissioner of the Frontier Conference, will join us. And uh, we will get uh, his thoughts on if the Frontier is going to have a football season or not. But we begin today talking about uh, more COVID-related issues, and that includes Anaconda, where their boys' basketball team has been uh, – Shelled for another uh, five days. They've been uh, in quarantine. They are in quarantine until uh, the 25th of January. Barring any other setbacks, they'll be able to uh, host our Lee the next game on the 28th, which is a week from tomorrow. That is the boys. The girls for the uh, Anaconda Class A school are playing at Class A Dillon tomorrow. They're continuing as scheduled, which is uh, which is good. We're going to see this all, all the rest of the year. Um, up and down, schedules, changing, moving around. It's just, that's the way it's going to be. And you hope, remember we, uh, we talked to Lindsay Cruz, the uh, barrel racing champ on Monday, and she said they're hearing to be told to expect a repeat of last year on the rodeo side. So let's hope we don't have that in the fall starting with high school sports again. But uh, the Anaconda boys in quarantine uh, until uh, next week. So there's that. Uh, let's see, what else did we want to hit on today? Welcome everybody watching on the Twitter today. Oh, good stuff. Uh, appreciate you here um, on the show. And let's see, what else were we going to chat about uh, this opening segment? Oh, Wrestling. How about this? And we're going to talk to uh, some wrestlers coming up in the next week and uh, moving forward as uh, the wrestling season in high gear. And I'm glad they're able to do it. I'm glad they're able to get a season in. We were worried, but uh, they're getting it done, and that's fantastic. 
Let's see here. I did see this, and this is really cool. So girls wrestling is new this year for MHSA. Now Shepard is going to have a mixer coming up tomorrow afternoon at 4. There will be about 35 girls wrestling from Shepard, the Billings Schools, Senior Skyview West, also Mile City, Baker, Circle, Colstrip, and Lockwood. This is awesome. And Shepard wrestling coach Brian uh, Reichenbach said uh, that that he told 406mtsports.com, to his knowledge, this is the first time where it's been just girls. And uh, there will be a girls-only state tournament this year to be uh, announced at a later date, which is awesome. And uh, girls are competing against other girls in the regular season and boys as well. But this is the first year MHSA sanctions girls wrestling, and it's awesome. I am so happy that this is happening in the state of Montana. A, I like wrestling. B, when my son wrestled in little guy wrestling, there was a girl on his team who kicked the crap out of boys. Like boys wouldn't, boys would refuse to wrestle her because she was so good. Um, I wonder if she would have wrestled in high school had it been a sanctioned sport back then. And this was, you know, just a few years ago. But she was great at volleyball, too. But uh, it it is cool to see this. And uh, really wish I could be down there next uh, tomorrow night to watch that down in Shell, uh, Shepherd. That'd be pretty cool. It will be streamed on NFHS Network, so you can check that out. Shepherd has three girls uh, on its team this year. Uh, Olivia, or uh, check that, Leanne Hoke at 103. Went to state last year, won her first match by pin, and then uh, fell just a round short of placing. So we're seeing it. It's just, I am so happy for this. This is awesome. And uh, good luck to those girls tomorrow. That'll be fun. That'll be fun to watch. And uh, we'll have to check it out on NFHS um, for sure. That'll be a good time. All right, there was some uh, high school basketball last night. Uh, let's see, Kaikoba, 23 to lead Skyview in a win over Senior. Uh, let's see here, 26 points for Royce Robinson over for Lewistown as they uh, won at third ranks Billing Central. That's a big win. Jace Hill, 18, 16 for uh, Aylan Anderson, Columbia Falls. Scored the final 12 to beat Ronan by 10. How about that? Uh, Brandon Finley with 19, 16 for Carson Shepard, fifth-ranked uh, Frenchtown, rolled Stevensville. And Caleb Ball with 28, St. Regis over Mullen, Idaho, 61-22. Seth Amonrud at 29 and seven three-pointers. That's an early, early leader for next week's Auto Concepts Performance of the Week, seven threes on ten attempts. Uh, 29 points. Christian got a big win over Lone Peak. 23 for uh, Brady Bounce. Walker Doman, 15. Win at Grass Range. Hammered. Class B Roundup by uh, 16. Let's see here as we move down. Caden Klott, Colden Hubbard's land, uh, 17 each for Luster Christian in a win over Culbertson. Uh, let's move down to the girls' side. Oh, Kate Erickson had 20 for Broadview Lavina in a win. Uh, on the girls' side, uh, let's see here. 19 for Ainsley Shipman to lead Dillon over three forks. And uh, Emma Tim had 17 for Laurel in a win over Livingston. Hannah Schweiker, 21, fourth-ranked Columbia Falls, 20-point win over Ronan. Good, 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 good stuff. Sydney Brander, 22, St. Ignatius over Big Fork. Bailey Finn, 19. 
Big Timber, number one in Class B with a big win. Roundup beat Winnet Grass Range Girls 41-5. to It was 33-0 at the half. Man. Uh, let's see here. 18 for Aspen Sanderson. Shields Valley over West Yellowstone. That's a tough one for my uh, my West Yellowstone Wolverines. Carly Lane at 18 for Harlow. Rygate in a win. So 20 for McKenna Hug uh, for Culbertson. 20 for Lindsay Lawrence for Jordan. They were up 35 to 1 at the half over Plevna. Wow. 24 for Elizabeth Field, Westby Granora with a big win. So there you go. Last night's uh, good stuff. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Speaking of basketball, oh, before we do, though, I do want to bring this up. Uh, Jess Lockwood, we mentioned it Monday, he got, broke his jaw. And uh, it's going to have to have surgery now. Uh, he's going to have surgery Friday for a broken jaw, according to the PBR. The two-time PBR world champ got hurt 2.75 seconds into his season on uh, a really good bowl called Detroit Lean. Hit his horn with his face, and uh, that'll leave a mark. X-rays Monday confirmed a broken jaw, so he's having surgery Friday. But uh, he'll miss the next couple of weeks, and then it uh, looks like he'll be back in February. So it's going to take about a month off with a broken jaw. Crazy. Best of luck to him. Uh, is that it for the uh, opener? I think it is. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. When we do, we're going to talk basketball. And we're going to talk it on the AA front with Capital Girls Coach Katie Garson Forba. She'll join us next. Jason Walker Show coming right back. We're brought to you by Capital Collision Center. And Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Now, you're going you're gonna to take your vehicle there, and when they fix it, they do it with a manufacturer repair manual, like a playbook. And it tells you step by step by step, from the littlest, tiniest screw or whatever it is, They'll fix it to manufacturer's repair playbook at Capital Collision Center. And they'll tell you exactly how it's taking, what is going on, where your vehicle is, and the process. It's awesome. Customer service, unparalleled, Capital Collision Center in Euclid in Helena. Coming right back, Katie Garson-Forba, Capital Girls Coach, next. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Equal housing lender. 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Ah, welcome back, Jason Walker Show on a Wednesday. Still to come, Jordy Hansen, friend of the show from the Missoulian, will join us. We'll talk Cat Grizz football and basketball on this day in history coming up and a whole lot more. Uh, Friday, we're going to talk to Frontier Conference Commissioner Kent Paulson. Also, actor Alex Ponovich will join us. You know him from uh, such great shows. Uh, uh, Snowpiercer, Van Helsing, War for Planet of the Apes. I'm going to talk to him on Friday. Alex Ponovich. And maybe next week... Oh, next week's going to be awesome. If if this... Uh, I think it's going to happen, but we'll have... It's going to be awesome. Good stuff. Uh, this segment brought to you by... Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. All right, so it was supposed to be Crosstown Week, but uh, Helena High Girls came down with uh, some COVID issues. So thanks to contact tracing, that was rescheduled to, uh, I believe, February the 8th, and it means that there's no girls basketball in the Queen City on the varsity front, both on the road or at home, this week. And that includes the Capital Girls. Who are three and one, the defending co-state champs, off to that uh, pretty good start. Joining us now to talk about that and uh, much more, including her thoughts on the blue bloods of men's basketball. Here's Katie Garson Ford, a Capital Girls coach, joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Well, first off, uh, Coach, uh, happy holidays and uh, happy New Year. How how was? Uh the uh, the holiday season for you it was really good happy holidays and happy new year to you hopefully you guys had a good you know had some good family time together we kept it fairly fairly close and my husband and i just stayed home and kind of celebrated together which was actually really pleasant and relaxing considering <laughs> we don't have kids or anything so it was pretty low-key but uh it was good it was it was nice to have a few days off from from basketball but it's definitely nice to be back in the swing of things for sure uh no game this week, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, <laughs> three and one through the first two weeks, you pleased? Yeah, you know we we are improving where we need to improve, and it's really strange to not have a preseason. Uh, the things that we would be working through and figuring out normally happen, uh, you know, almost six weeks ago. So that feels very weird. Um, definitely, you know, you don't love to go to Hellgate and lose by two again. That one felt a little bit Groundhog Day like, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, it, there's a lot we can take away from that, and there's a lot of stuff that we've worked to improve on uh, based on what they did. So I do think that there's a lot of, you know, pluses that we can we can grow from for that. So we're seeing continued progress, and the girls are working hard, and they're enjoying being together. Um, how has practice gone? Because I know, you know, there's been girls in, girls out. Mostly you guys have been pretty healthy, though, right? Yeah, we've been really lucky. Um, we haven't had any, at our level, our freshman, sophomore teams have been a lot more impacted by kids getting quarantined and some, you know, COVID cases, things like that. But for the most part, we've had, you know, the same, we've had the majority of our kids, and that's made a big difference for us to be able to build continuity and to, to fill some of the spots that we graduated last year. Uh, so I can't complain too much about that. It's actually, we have to re shape our practices a little bit, but other than that, we've been really lucky as far as our kids being able to be there. Have you been able to learn how to coach with a mask? Uh, oof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a loaded question. Uh, there are times where it's a blessing that I have a mask on. Uh-huh. There are times where I want to rip the mask off. Um, it, you know, it's, it's the hardest thing really is making sure the kids can hear us. Um, they've struggled at times, and so I've been messing with different types of masks to see 
if one is better than the other where they can actually hear me uh, when they're playing and in and, and timeouts and stuff like that. Uh, Katie Garson, four-bar guest here, Jason Walker Show, the Capital Girls coach. Uh, all right, so no game this week because of crosstown issues on the other side with the with the uh, with the COVID. But um, is it tough to have a bye week? Is this a good week for a bye week for you guys? Um, you know, I think it's for us. We're trying to keep things uh, kind of. Re- I don't want to say rejuvenate things, but kind of you know add some new stuff in there. And so it's giving us an opportunity to do that especially now that we've seen how teams are going to look to play us a little bit this year. So I do think that it is a good thing. Uh, the challenge for us is keeping our kids uh, engaged and keeping them working hard. Uh, so that's really kind of been our focus, our JV team. I think the weirdest part is our JV team has had, they played last night at Sentinel. They play again on Saturday. So we're mixing in some of the stuff that they need to work on. And then some of the stuff that our varsity needs to work on. Uh, so it's trying to, to create a practice plan that's cohesive to both of those, that's been the big challenge. Uh, you know, the girls, I think, were dreading having a week off because they were a little worried what our conditioning might look like. And um, I laughed because we don't do a lot about a drill conditioning and a lot of stuff is with a ball in hand, but they're like, oh, my gosh, they were panicking a little bit. Uh, so, I don't know, it's really just kind of keeping things uh, a little bit new so that they're staying engaged during this you know, seven practices that we have before our next game. You know, it's almost like you could use the the first two weeks as the non-conference, even though they were conference games. You get that week, almost like the holidays, and then you come back and you start conference play for reals next week. Um, Maybe that's the approach you take. And maybe I'm just just smoking something. I don't know. No, I think that that's absolutely true. And uh, we, you know, once we, Hellgate mixed things up on us a little bit, and it, and it disrupted us offensively. Uh, you know, we were still able to score 51 points, but we weren't in a rhythm that we wanted to be in. So this has given us an opportunity to really focus on us. So I think that's, that's dead on, and that's really the approach that we've kind of taken with the varsity group of, okay, now we, now we regroup. We know what teams are going to look to do. Here's how we counter that. So I don't think it's a bad thing that we, that we have the time and the opportunity. It's, figuring out how to make the most of that and utilize it the best way that we can. Katie Garson, Forber, I guess, here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. All right, so who do you play then, finally, next week? Flathead on Thursday. We get to go to Kalispell on Thursday, come back Thursday night, and then we play Glacier on Saturday at home. Oh, so that's good. You don't have to turn around and go right back up because you can't do overnights. Yes. No, we can't do overnight, so that was the way that they tried to do that. And what's nice is when we get to the second half of our schedule, they will, we will host at home on Thursday and then travel to uh, Kalispell on Saturday. That'll so be, it works nice. out. It, it will be. So I think they did, they did the best that they could considering the circumstances and, you know, really tried to make it as least of an impact as possible, you know, just for the kids trying to get back for school and stuff like that. Are you glad there's no overnight? No, it's kind of fun for the for the kids. I think that it's a good team building uh, opportunity in a lot of ways. Um, usually, we use those trips to prepare for state tournament, divisional tournament type stuff. Yeah. Since that will look different this year, it's not as big of a deal. But it definitely feels weird to not be to not be thinking ahead of okay, rooming lists and how we're doing this, what we're doing for food afterwards, things like that. I mean, there's just the logistics change a lot. Uh, you know, when you're traveling overnight versus coming home that next day or that same day. So when you uh, that thir- Thursday night next week's gonna that's a that's a late night for those girls <laughs> and for you. Late night for their coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're probably used to it. They, you know, they're they're staying up late anyways. As coaches are dreading it a little bit. Um, yeah, no, it's because we'll still have a normal seven fifteen seven thirty tip off and. Mm-hmm. Game gets done at nine o'clock, and then we hit the road and come home. And uh, some of them will have school on Friday. Some of them will be remote learning. So, um, yeah, the, really, the, the the key is going to be the turnaround from Friday to our Saturday game for yeah. sure. And we'll talk about that next week. But uh, it's it's interesting to look ahead because playoffs will be different. State tournaments going to be different. We don't even know how state's going to be yet. Have you guys been hearing anything? 
We haven't heard anything specific or anything that is, you know, it's been decided. We, we received an email a couple weeks ago that they're exploring a couple of different options. I know that uh, the Billings paper reported that this was the format that they were going to do a couple weeks ago. And that, as far as I know, that hasn't been finalized and RAD has, you know, not sent us anything final. So I think that they're still waiting. I think they're waiting to see how things progress with COVID and with the vaccine and how that moves forward before they make a decision. Um, because obviously our large venues aren't booked out right now because they can't host events. So as things change, it'll be easier to try and coordinate some of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I, we're, we've kind of kept it up in the air, and, and we're really just taking it week by week with the kids and telling them, you know, we'll just wait and see when that time comes how they're going about doing it. Last week, Lewis and Clark County announced that uh, more fans were going to be allowed in the stands. Um, does that help the girls out? Yeah, I think that's a big thing. One, it, it's their, you know, they get to have their families there. Uh, it feels really strange uh, coaching. It, I'll be honest. I mean, we're girls basketball. We don't draw a huge crowds. It's not like it's this electric atmosphere every Saturday that we have a game. <laughs> uh, but it makes a huge difference for them to hear. I think one, to have their parents in the stands watching them knowing that they're there is, is kind of a level of comfort thing but then just to have that crowd noise I think is really important we've been lucky because we've been able to have our cheerleaders there so that's helped create some noise for us but our team really they feed off of the crowd energy they feed off of each other's energy so that's been a major adjustment to not have not even to have our our sub varsity teams there either because they yeah. haven't traveled with us to Missoula that's that has felt weird to them. So I think it'll be really nice to have fans again and um, just to have a little bit more of that atmosphere. I think you said that cheerleaders were making noise. That never happens, right? <laughs> no, never, <laughs> never. I, okay, when you played, did you like cheerleaders? Um, I I don't think that I like, dislike. I don't know that I really paid attention, and I know that sounds horrible, but <laughs> – when I was a, when I was playing, I don't know that I noticed it one way or another. But I think that if I was playing in where there's like limited fans, I probably would notice more. I noticed it as a coach, so. Um, but yeah, I don't know that I really paid attention one way or another, which I know sounds really horrible on my part. You were the star player, though. I mean, you were kind of like that. That uh, you had that ego a little bit. You're like, I'm I'm the best. The cheer they're cheering for me no matter what. I was a really good role player. Like, I was really good. I was, I mean, I was, I was never the star of my team. I was, I was a, I was a good player, but I was. You went to college. I I did, I did. But even in college, like, I was, I was a really good role player. And I did my job really well. And I was, you know, that's, I don't know that I would ever consider myself a star player. But every team's got to have a really good role player, a really good, you know, second player on their team and that's more of where I would put myself I played with some really talented kids so um but yeah no I don't think they were there cheering for me necessarily (laughs) (laughs) of course they were hey uh has coach Pilgrim have they started playing yet they have not um I I need to reach out to him again last I talked to him last week a little bit he's been tuning in and watching our stuff which is cool but they I don't know if they're even allowed back into their gym yet because they went like a six-week hiatus, and um, they're looking to bump their schedule back. It's just been – and it's frustrating. And, he, you know, he, we, he, we were texting back and forth, and he expressed his frustration of, you know, the Oregon State and University of Oregon and Portland State, they're all playing, and some of the Montana schools were going and playing them over there. And yep. he's like, we're 20 minutes away from these schools, and we can't even get into our gym to do a push-up. And – so, you know, but he's, he's handled it and really, you know, as good natured as it can be with the frustrations that exist with not being able to have your team together. And um, there's a lot of impacts, I think, that colleges are going to face just with recruiting classes and mm-hmm. how they bring kids in when they're not graduating kids and kids can come back for another year. I think it's going to get really complicated. I completely agree. And, 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 and at all levels of college and, and high school, it's, it's going to be really interesting the next five years, really. Um, yep. let, with with Coach Pilgrim, we both know him pretty well. You know him obviously much better than I do. How this has to be weird. I mean, it's put yourself in a position where you're a basketball lifer. You're not. You're not even. Right. You're not. This is a. You're off year. Right. Well, and I when I talked to him, uh, I actually talked to him for quite a while when he was driving to Montana uh, just to go visit his family because he didn't have anything going on, and yeah. it was. 
in between, it was right before Christmas, I believe, and I just, I asked him, I said, what are you doing with your time? And he kind of laughed, and, you know, this would be an ideal time for you, for him to be out recruiting, but he's got his next two classes kind of filled, so you can't go out and recruit kids to backfill your 21, 22 classes, and so that's been really strange. He went and did a little bit of recruiting in Idaho because they're having tournaments. But other states, I mean, Oregon and Washington, they're not having sports right now. So it's not like that's an option. Um, he's, you know, I think he's doing everything he can to kind of fill his time, just, you know, doing a lot of learning and, watch, you know, watch, you know, watching other teams play and watching a lot of games and stuff. But I think it's been really hard and um, just trying to stay busy when there's nothing you can do, and and I can call him this because I called it to him face. He's you know he's a self-proclaimed uh, control freak a little bit, and so <laughs> no way. This is had to like he's had to kind of I think all of us are. And it's like okay, there's only certain things I can control, yeah. and so there's some lessons I think that that you know everybody's taken away from that. But um, no, it's definitely been tough. I think, and I, I got to give him a lot of credit because every time I talk to him, he's really optimistic and has been pretty upbeat about it because there is nothing he can do. Yeah. But same time teams around them are planning so that's really tough hey, a couple final things for you uh one this is the first time since like 1967 that north carolina kentucky and duke are not ranked in the top 25 <laughs> together <laughs> and so yep. i can give you a hard time about duke because my my uh, kentucky boys aren't doing well either <laughs> and i'm sure you I, love I that, that. <laughs> I do, I do, and I, you know, I guess I, somebody put it on Twitter that it was like misery loves company, and I had to laugh that it was those three teams that were all. How uh, how amazing wild. is that? It's it's very 2020, 2021. Right. Like there I mean, it just kind of fits, and yeah. it it. I don't know. I think I think the teams that are excelling are the ones that don't have as many of the one and done, and they were able to, to you know bring kids back, some veteran players. I think that you're seeing a little bit of that with, especially with Duke. You know, they 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 replaced quite a few kids, and you are trying to get high school kids to play at that college level with no summer workout stuff yeah. and minimal preseason. And so I don't. But no, I, I when I first saw that, I just thought that is very very. Uh, I don't know, it just fits for the times that we're living in right now. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And then finally, I've never asked you this, and I don't know why. Um, I'm showing the wide-angle shot. I don't have any capital gear in my in my uh, man cave. Well, I will have to take care of that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can get you. What do you – I need to know what you want, though. What do you want for your man cave? Um, literally anything. Okay. Like, okay. you know, a, a jersey, a shirt, or something. I, don't know, I can't believe I've never Done. even asked Almquist. I know. That is kind of shocking. I yeah, golf no, with him. <laughs> so you really have no excuse there. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's, I don't, then I don't feel bad about not having given you anything yet if, if Guy hasn't yet. Yeah, uh, no. You guys golf together. So. That's true. But no, I will, yeah, we'll take care of that on our end. Okay. Consider it done. You'll, you'll get some capital swag. You're the, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'm not going to wear it. I'm just going to put it up in the man cave because I'm a Bozeman hot. Perfect. So the wife, right. though, is a capital right. girl. So she'll appreciate Perfect. it. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what was, did, did she play sports? She played basketball. Uh, she got cut her senior year. For some, what was her what was her number? Um, twenty three. Okay. She was. That's a great number. So. She likes she likes Jordan. So. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'll I'll find something that is an ode to her her number, and uh, then she would have you played, always reminded of your wife. <laughs> she played oh one to oh three, I guess, because she graduated in oh four. Okay. So. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, I appreciate yes, that, Coach. Considered done. You're the best. Yes, yeah, no problem. I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, we'll reach out. Uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh, enjoy the time off. Uh, but keep working those girls hard. Make them run extra tonight, since they're they're worried about their own conditioning. <laughs> I will. I'll let them know that <laughs> the problem is, is we always tell them the weekend, like you know, if the, the game before, if we hold the team, our goal is thirty-four points or under defensively. First thing they said to me on Saturday was, "Coach, they had twenty-three points. We're out of conditioning next week, right?" I said, "No, that only works on Monday. Wednesday's fair game." So <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Uh, tell them, tell them I said that they had to run, and um, I will. But it's it's all for love. That's why. <laughs> Perfect. I'll okay. let them know. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you next week. All right.
That is uh, Katie Garson-Forba, the uh, head coach of the Capital Girls, the defending co-AA state champs. Um, she's so much fun. Uh, I've gotten the chance to talk with her now for a few years, and she's just fantastic. I miss our in-person interviews, though, because um, that's when you find out. And I've mentioned this on the show before and uh, with coaches and even players, but especially coaches, like those those off-air interviews. The ones that you're not recording, those, well, not really interviews, but those conversations, that's when the fun stuff comes out. That's when that's when the good stuff comes out. Um, it's always fun. But appreciate Coach Carson Forba joining us uh, here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Quick break. We'll come back. We have On This Day in History coming up, the walk-off, and Jordy Hansen's going to join us. And um, we're going to talk Cat Grizz football. Or lack thereof. We're also having wax poetic about some basketball. That is next. Jason Walker Show. And don't forget to stop by Auto Concepts, by the way. Auto Concepts in Helena is awesome. You just want, I mean, they, they do our performance of the week, but you speak about performance. Auto Concept will get you the performance you deserve. And you need to stop in and get remote, get started. Like get in scheduled for remote starters because it is going to get chilly. And you're going to want that remote starter. They also do complete details. A couple hundred bucks, get your entire vehicle inside and out completely cleaned. Auto Concepts, the performance enhancement specialist in Helena. Coming right back with Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian next. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Uh, welcome back. Final segment on a Wednesday. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Major Mortgage Man Cave. On this day in history coming up and uh, much more. So we haven't gotten a chance to, uh, also known as a chance. I don't know if we've talked in 2021 yet. Have we talked yet in 2021? I don't think so. Maybe? I, don't, I don't think so either because... No, we haven't because I was gonna. We were gonna talk the week of the fourth, and then I was sick, and and you were working, and then last week, um, some came up. So let me let me give you the full introduction, 
Happy New Year to the newest National Sports Media Association Montana Sports Writer of the Year, Jordan Hansen. How are you? Good, man. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, congratulations. That's a great award, by the way. And I've won the, the sports caster side a couple of times, but uh, I, I'm very happy for you, my friend. No, no, and I, I certainly appreciate you nominating me for that. It meant a lot, and um, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm truly, I'm truly appreciative of it, of it. And it was cool, and it's cool that you know Riley ended up with it too. And just, it just goes to show there's just a lot of good folks and a lot of really uh, cool places around here in Montana. So. Well, I mean, the only other thing cooler other than Riley winning it would have been you and I winning it together. And I think oh, yeah. next year we should make that happen. There you go. Because <laughs> I'd really like to prove that a guy can go out on his own and not have to deal with radio station and and win this thing. <laughs> I'm saying this. Anyway, um, big news last week, Jordy, uh, with the Cats and the Grizz. And like we were just talking about off the air, it was the news that everybody knew was coming but still seemed to catch some people by surprise. But with Montana, Montana State – uh, announcing together, which was cool, that they will not be playing football in the Big Sky this spring. Yeah, no, definitely, and um, I, I won't. I, I'll, I'll be honest; it, it did catch me a little off surprise. I mean, I, I guess now that um, I've been catching up a little bit more on it, talk to Fran, talk to Ken a little bit. You know, obviously, this had been something that was uh, something that was coming for a while, and. You know, it, 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 at the end of the day, it sounds like a lot of it was just, you know, health and safety for the players. I mean, that's a quick turnaround to go in the fall. I think the finances come into it a little bit too. I mean, you know, I, I think at the beginning of the beginning of the, you know, uh, fall, you know, late summer when they're making these decisions, I think that, you know, it was kind of a long shot, you know, idea that, you know, there'd be, you know, more vaccinations that have been done, and you know, it, we we still wouldn't be dealing with, you know, some of the some of the same stuff that that we are now but um you know obviously that didn't happen and um you know we're in a you know we're in a much different you know situation than maybe i think a lot of people thought that we were going to be so um it it just kind of came down to a decision that they kind of had to make um you know montana and montana state have been pretty pretty close to be step in step um you know as we've as we've kind of gone through covid and and stuff like that and it's been kind of cool to see those universities work together and kind of work off of each other a little bit so um, yeah, but hey, we we might get a we, we might get a Montana Tech Montana game, which is something that I would love to see. I don't know if that's going to happen, only because I was told last week on Friday morning that uh, that Kyle Sampson was like, "Yeah, that's not I don't want that." Uh, he's worried about injuries for his guys, and I don't know honestly, Jordan, if there's going to be a frontier season. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a whole other topic of discussion now. <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not quite as in a no on frontier football as you know I might have been a year ago, but um, I, I, I do think that there's you know definitely some questions to be had there. Um, you know the the only thing I would say about that though is that NAIA schools obviously um, have a lot shorter seasons um, than what you know the Grizz or the Cats would. There's you know less wear and tear on those bodies, and it feels like those those schools play a lot more players. So. Um, you know, I, I I do think that that could be a possibility. Um, you know, they have said that they would like to play, you know, a non D one and maybe a D one. Um, it doesn't sound. I don't know. I I, I personally I, I think it'd be kind of cool if they had a pay per view, um, cat grids, and I think that would be a windfall for both the universities financially. And I mean, you know, you already have all these guys going through COVID protocols and stuff. If you're gonna play two games, it kind of kind of makes sense on on that end but at, at, at the other end of the stick i mean you know you don't obviously want to you know i don't know it, 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 it would definitely it definitely be very strange and it, and it will be strange however however it ends up playing out and i don't think we'll get the cat grizz i, I mean i i don't I, no. i'm just not a fan of that idea of when when there's nothing on the line i don't know if you can get the guys i mean They'll get ramped up because it's football and it's Cat Grizz, but it doesn't have the same as if it, you know, in November, late November, whether it's in Washington Grizzly Stadium or Bobcat Stadium. And and I'm 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 glad there's not going to be a spring Cat Grizz, honestly, because like I said, trying to get fired up for that thing for one game and then you play what Western or Tech the next week. I just 
You know what? You know, you see what I'm saying? You just see where I'm going with that? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, and I think that's I think that's a really good point. And um, actually, you know, saying bring Western up, I think that might be you know more of a uh, you know something that could be a little bit more feasible than what maybe maybe Tech was because I, I I hadn't heard that from Samson, but that makes sense. But you know, Western's gone out and played. I think it was Weaver State two years ago or yep. three years ago. Yep. Um, and you know, so they're not necessarily afraid of that. And I think there's been a couple other frontier teams that have played recently too. Um, well, the, um, the Carroll went to Portland State, and I think 2013, right. and Rocky played at Northern Colorado a couple of years ago too. Well, someone was joking with me the other day that this would have been the year for um, Carroll, like those uh, you know those national championship Carroll teams to play the Grizz when they were saying that you know they they were good enough to good enough to beat the Grizz. So you know, saying this is. This, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so are we going to get two games? I mean, does it – because it doesn't really matter. They left the, the possibility open. But, again, financially, I just don't know how this happens because you're still not going to have fans in the stands in the spring. And I think that had a big reason, honestly, Jordan, of why Montana Montana State decided not to play. Yeah, no, and, and, and I do too. And I think that, you know, if you're just going to start just thinking, you know, about how much some of those game ops cost and stuff, you know, you're really not even, again, I mean, your really option for that is, is again, pay-per-view. And I, I don't know if that's going to be something that they're truly, you know, into. And I mean, that's kind of been a stickler point this entire time as far as, you know, the contracts that, you know, the Big Sky has with, you know, the various providers, you know, whether that be Pluto TV for basketball or, you know, Root and SWX and et cetera. Um, for football and stuff, um, those contracts just really aren't paying out all that much. And, it, you know, I, I don't think that they would pay very much to, you know, put together a, you know, a, a game against, um, you know, Tech or Western or Carroll or, God forbid, Northern. Um, you know. It, <laughs> Come on, they're getting better. They are getting better. And they have a really nice, and, and they have a really nice field now. I will say that that's probably the best field in, in, in the Frontier I mean, I, I, I'm partial. I'm partial to Bob Green, but uh, that that's for um, at this point mostly sentimental reasons. But though, to be fair, oh, I, I do love where Montana you're, Tech has it. You're funny. Uh, <laughs> this is why you're yeah. sports writer of the year, my man. Yeah, it's it's great insights like that. Um, <laughs> okay, so Coach Choate was pretty adamant all fall. He's like, I, I'm not. I'm not planning on a spring. We're not having a spring. It makes no sense. Bobby Houck seemed to want to play a little bit, but maybe he was just trying to be politically correct. Um, both coaches obviously had a lot to do with this. They stay in touch, which is surprising, but um, they seem to be on par with everything, not only that Seth Bodner and Waded Cruzado said, but it, to me it stemmed from the coaches, not the president's council. Well, I mean, Jeff was more worried about that Boise State. I'm sure he saw that on the horizon. <laughs> No, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But are you surprised um, he stayed for one, real quick? No, well, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised he didn't get the job. Honestly, that kind of felt like a home run for them. I mean, he's a good coach. Yeah, like he's a, he's a really good coach. I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely talk up Choate anytime, yeah, anytime you want to. I think he's, I think he's got it figured out. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I do, I do think a lot of it did come from, you know, the coaches and stuff. And I, I think that's where more of the injury aspect comes from, honestly, is that, you know, they're more worried about competing for, you know, national titling. Cause I mean, both those teams are, you know, next year should be, you know, national title contenders. I mean, it's, it's hard to say contenders, but, you know, I mean, like they'll be there. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, if, if, if they ended up in the semifinals, it wouldn't surprise anybody, either one of those teams. So like, you know, it's not like a, you know, a, 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 a smaller, not necessarily smaller school, but, you know, a, a school that doesn't have championship aspirations, you know, they, they do. And they have, you know, several years of championship aspirations. So yeah. I think that kind of came into part of it too. And that's where I think the injury stuff comes in and where, you know, those, those conversations with the coach has, because I mean, obviously they're, you know, involved in the financial side of things as well. But I, I, I do think that, um, that the, that the injury thing is something that hasn't been, pushed up as much that I think actually was kind of a, yeah. a, a bigger, you know, part of that. Yeah. It's okay. Portland state pulling out or if they had played, I mean, they're not, they're a team and I, we all love coach Bruce Barnum, but there's no way that Portland state was competing. Um, final on the, on the football side, but is the big sky going to be able to pull off a, a complete season or six game schedule now 
without two of your I mean you got basically two top five top ten teams not playing now I don't th- I don't think they will it sounds like Idaho's gung ho on playing football um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Weaver State Utah in general um, you know I, I just I mean the Montana Montana State you know those are like the backbone of the big sky and it, it's just kind of and especially with Southern Utah leaving you know for the whack and you know, uh, a lot of different moving pieces this spring that have already kind of happened. I mean, you know, I, I think if a Weaver or, you know, whoever else, you know, decides to decides to pull out, that'll that'll be it. But I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it, and it kind of seems like, it, it seems like the, the, the conference itself just really hasn't, you know, come together for a, you know, good plan. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem like there's been as much leadership there and it's, kind of just like let these schools kind of do what they want as opposed to presenting a, a unified front because it kind of looks bad for the big sky if you have like you know a team you know pull out early okay that makes sense you know that was their own prerogative but then you have like three more pull out in the spring and I mean granted I think Montana Montana State did it you know the best way that they could but I mean it, it just doesn't look it doesn't make the big sky look very good that it was you know Montana 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 State making that announcement like that as opposed to you know the conference so and I, and I, I know the conference did put out a release, but still. Yeah, Jordan Hansen joining us, 406mtsports.com, Azulian.com. He is a fantastic – well, he's the Montana Sports Writer of the Year, National Sports Media Association. Let's switch gears to basketball. Um, the Grizz struggled out of the gate. They've won a couple since. Uh, in fact, I, uh, I called their first um, conference win, a brutal game against uh, Northern Colorado. Two teams that did not look like they wanted to play on a Monday morning a couple weeks ago. Um, they've won a couple since then, though. It seems to be they're finding some unity and some gel. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that the second loss against Northern Arizona was um, not good, to say the least. Um, I, I, I do think that there's a few problems with this team. But, I mean, defensively, you know, they've been good. Um, the, they're struggling with some of their turnovers and stuff like that, but, I mean, that's still just a team that's trying to figure itself out a little bit. You know, they've started, you know, kind of pulling away from having, you know, I think, I think, I think at the beginning of the season, you know, that they, they were just going to go post, post, post all the time, and they, you know, started to pull it out a little bit. But the biggest thing with the Grizz is that they just haven't scored points. I mean, they just like haven't, and like their field goal percentage and stuff is fine. In fact, it's pretty good actually. It's in the top half, and actually the top quarter of the. NCAA as far as field goal percentage and three-point percentage, but, you know, they're only scoring 68 points a game, and, you know, their possessions this year have been, you know, 18 and a half, 18.6 seconds long, which is like 314 out of 347 teams in the in the country. So, I mean, it's just, you know, they're they're very methodical. They're not <laughs> they're not always the most fun team to watch um, <laughs> from, from, from a stylistic standpoint. I mean, they play close games and they play exciting games, but stylistically, you know, it, it's not necessarily, you know, appeasing um, to the to the fans' eyes. So, but they're they're figuring some stuff out. I think these next four games, you know, the two Sac State games, then obviously Kaker is, you know, are going to be very telling. When you look at that uh, that win that they got over Northern Colorado, and um, I can't remember the dude that hit the game winner, but I mean, that was a they struggled all around shooting the field, from the field that day. And I, I wanted to say it was Northern Colorado's defense, but holy cow, I mean, both teams struggled. And then you see it in Northern Arizona last week, they blow, what, a 17-point second-half lead in, in a, in a four-point loss. They're losing close games that normally they would have won. And how much of that is based on their youth? Because they are very young. I think that's some of it. I think the other part of it is they they just don't have a go-to bucket getter. Um, I think some people would argue with me about that, and you know that, that their offense and just you know the way that they want to do things is working, and it is coming to close games. And you know, there, there's just been you know a few stops here and there, and you know they, they've had some late game issues in all of those close losses, those two Southern Utah losses, and that Northern Colorado loss, and that Northern Arizona loss. It, it was the same. It was the, almost the exact same thing that happened in all of those games. Is that they just had a bad scoreless stretch, you know, late in the game, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Uh, Jordy Hansen, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. Uh, flip sides to the other side of the divide, you've got Danny Sprinkle in his second year, 4-0 in the conference, 7-3 and overall, and this is a team, 
Jabril Bello, the uh, player of the week, but this is a team that seems to be on the upswing. And I, I mean, it's easy to say that when they've won five in a row, but they're playing good basketball right now over there in Bozeman. They are. Um, we'll definitely have to see them play uh, a real state sky team. I mean, I think, um, you know, their two wins, or their four wins, I should say, um, are over, you know, Northern Colorado and Portland State. And for all the close games that they had against the Grizz, I mean, those are not very good teams. And, you know, I, I think in, in Northern Arizona this week, you know, for them is also not a particularly great team. Um, so, you know, once they get to, after they get through that Northern Arizona stretch, two games against Montana, two games against Weaver, and two games against a very good Eastern Washington team, um, are, are, are really going to tell the tale this season for them. But uh, what I got to say is that, you know, Danny, Danny Sprinkle's done a heck of a job with that, with that squad. You know, they look like a better than 500 team this year, you know, which is not something that the Cats have been able to say very often over the past couple decades, but, um, you know, so Danny's Danny's got something that's working there. Um, you know, they've just got some. You know, Amanda Amanda Damu, you know, has been great. Bella's been great. Boris has been great. You know, they've got they've got guys that are you know really fitting into their role. And I think that you know they've got some shooters and they got you know some players that can really you know do a lot of things with the ball. So you know, and that always that always helps. And you know, their turnover percentage is low, and you know they get a lot of steals, and you know, just they're 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 just. They're, they're, they're a pretty fun team to watch right now. Uh, girls, uh, Gr- Lady Grizz have won a couple. The uh, Cats finally lost in the in the conference for the first time in a year and almost a, f- a full year. But uh, that Big Sky women's race is uh, is going to be fun to watch too. Yeah, no, definitely. And Mike Katrina's done a really good job with the Lady Grizz in his first you know, year. And, you know, obviously, you know, Montana State's been the class of the conference the last couple of years. And, they still look pretty solid as well, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for those two games. Those two games, and you know the the, the Lady Grizz got some shooters in this one too. And that's a that's a pretty fun squad to watch, and they're not afraid of you know making big comebacks and stuff and going on some big runs, which is always you know good 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 to watch basketball wise. So there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot to look forward to for the you know Montana Montana State men's women's teams for sure. Uh, what do you got this weekend? What do I have this weekend? Um, bunch of prep stuff. I honestly, I, I'm honestly going day by day at this point. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all though? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've got, I've got some, I've got some legislative stuff to work on, and then you know, but and then some just a bunch of prep stuff as well. So um, it'll be, it'll be a busy weekend. It's been a busy week, so yeah, a lot of. A lot of stuff going on. Hey, stuff. real quick, I do want to get you on to talk about House Bill, uh, what one one twelve and one thirteen or one eleven and one twelve, but I want to, I want to do it the right way, and and so I, I haven't approached it yet, approached that subject yet, but I do want to talk about it with you um, soon. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll we'll figure that out. Talk, you know, have some have some points that, you know, I'm going to want to hit on and I'm sure things that you'll want to hit on as well. So yeah, no, we'll have okay. to, we'll have to set that up and do that. I think that'd be, I think that'd be really good. I appreciate the time, man. Congratulations on the award. Hopefully they get to have the award ceremony down there in uh, Winston-Salem this year and you can go if, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a great time. It's a great party and, uh, congratulations again. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get a vaccine. That's one of the things I gotta, I gotta do. So, so if you know anybody that's, Selling some bootleg uh, COVID vaccine. <laughs> Just drink some whiskey, man. You'll be fine. That's that's what I'm saying. All right, so. uh, Jordy. Hey, enjoy the weekend. Stay safe, and we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good, Jason. Thanks, Thanks man. That is Jordan Hansen joining us uh, on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Appreciate him uh, waxing poetic, like I said, and, and joining us on short notice today. Uh, we canceled some guests for this week and uh, decided, okay, we're – We'll 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 try unless we have to. We'll try to stay off the politics. Okay. Um, first and foremost, this is and has always been a sports show, and we talk pop culture and uh, politically as well when when it needs bearing. All right. Uh, let's see. Today is January the twentieth. It is inauguration day. We'll talk about that in a second. National Buttercrunch Day. It is Cheese Lovers Day. It's also Disc Jockey Day. Now, on this date in 1937, first U.S. presidential inauguration held on January 20th. They were previously held on March 4th. 
1945, FDR, sworn in for an unprecedented and never to be repeated fourth term as president. 1952, George Mikan, the NBA's first superstar, scored a career-high 61 for the Minneapolis Lakers. 1954 on this date, it was 70 below at Rogers Pass, Montana, lower 48, all-time record. 1961. JFK, the youngest president elected United States uh, president, is uh, administered his oath of office today on this date, 1961. Richard Nixon inaugurated in 1969 and on this date, 1973. Jimmy Carter announced a boycott of the Olympics on this date in 1980 for uh, Moscow. 1980 as well, uh, Super Bowl fourteen in Pasadena. Steelers beat the Rams 31-19. 1981, Ronald Reagan inaugurated. And then hours later, U.S. diplomats and citizens held hostage at the embassy in Tehran were released and began their journey home. 1982, heavy metal musician Ozzy Osbourne bits, uh, bites the head off a bat in Des Moines, Iowa. Should have asked Jordy Hansen about that. He's, he, he's an Iowa boy. Uh, 1984, Johnny Weissmuller passed away. Tarzan, the actor. Also, five-time Olympic gold medalist in 1924 and 28. 1985, Super Bowl 19. The only time that uh, Dan Marino appeared in the Super Bowl, and they lost to the 49ers. The Dolphins did, 38-16. 1989, Mario Lemieux becomes just the second NHL history to score 50 goals in less than 50 games. He did it in his 44th. H.W. Uh, Bush inaugurated on this date in 1989. And when Reagan left the office of U.S. president, became the first one elected in a zero year. Remember, he was elected in 1980. But the first president elected in a zero year since 1840 to leave the office alive. Crazy, right? 1993, Bill Clinton inaugurated. Barack Obama in 2009, 2017, Donald Trump. 1930, on this date, Buzz Aldrin was born. Happy birthday. 1946, David Lynch, actor and director, uh, Twin Peaks, most famously. He was born in Missoula, Montana. 1952, Paul Stanley of Kiss was born. 1972, Nikki Haley, former U.N. ambassador, born in South Carolina. Alan Freed died on this date in 1965. He was a disc jockey that introduced the term rock and roll, and hence disc jockey day today. Uh, Audrey Hepburn passed away on this date. Just beautiful. One of the most beautiful women in all of uh, life. Just beautiful. What's uh, the line? That's more than a dress. That's an Audrey Hepburn movie. Uh, But she passed away on this date in 1993. Tough loss there. Oops, let's do this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Well, we thank our guest today, Katie Garson-Forba, for joining us, the Capital Girls coach. Also, Jordan Hansen for joining us as well on short notice. And uh, if you missed anything, as always, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com. Now, uh, coming up tomorrow... um, we have we have two people joining us. I can't even remember who they are. I forgot to write them down. We have guests tomorrow. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> oh. Anyway. And Friday, Kent Paulson, the commissioner of the Big Sky, Greg Gianforte, governor of Montana, set to join us, and as well, actor Alexis Ponovich. Or Alex Ponovich, sorry. Not Alexis. He's huge. Um... So we'll talk to uh, him Friday as well. But tomorrow, we'll talk some Frontier Basketball. I know that's what we'll do. And uh, let's see here. What else we got coming up? Um, Just go to jasonwalkershow.com. It is, like I said, National DJ Day today. And uh, big shout-out to all my friends in the DJ industry, radio DJ industry. It's uh, I love it. I miss it at times, but I love what I do. But it was so much fun to be a, a disc jockey back in the day and, and introduce records and, well, CDs. I never got to experience the records, but uh, fun stuff. 
in DJ life and uh, had some great times in the radio industry back in the 90s especially. And uh, it's, it's always fun to sit there and, and reminisce. They call it hitting the post when uh, the DJ talks up the ramp of a song, and you still try to do it. You listen to music, you still try to do it. It's uh, it's fun. Uh, let's see. I think that's where we're headed. Disney Plus. Oh, what is that? Wrong button. <laughs> that happens a lot right here on the show. All right, let's do this. Uh, ready? Oh, yeah. Breaking it back to the, the slow days. Little Mark Colley now. Anyway, have yourself a great, great Wednesday. We'll do it again tomorrow. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. Email us anytime, jason at jasonwalkershow.com. Tweet us, Facebook us. Call in, text, whatever you want to do. We'll do it again tomorrow at 4. Be safe. Be smart. Take care of each other. See you tomorrow, Jason Walker Show. Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy. Enjoy.